0: In a world that's constantly shouting who you should be, have you ever stopped to think, who am I? Really? I want to take you through eight powerful steps where you're going to uncover the true you. You're going to align with your deepest values and you're going to come out the other side with a new sense of direction and joy and fulfillment that you may have not felt before. I want to introduce you to Awaken Me A journey to finding you, which is a transformative experience. It's crafted by me, Amy Wine, an award winning marriage and family therapist, professional counselor, and peak performance mindset coach, and a business strategist. I understand how to help people find out who they are at their core. And this is designed to do that past all labels and expectations of other people, of who they think we are and who they say we should be. So isn't it time to find out who you are and get out from under of all the expectations of the roles you play and who everybody else thinks and says you should be and how you should act? Because I think it's time to awaken your true potential in life. So join me on this journey, hit the link below, and step into a life that you were meant to live. I'll see you inside. I'm John Wine. Like the drink. I married a great name. And man. We've been married for 21 years. But we've been together for 29 years. We have three children, two girls and a boy. John is a petroleum engineer. And Amy is a marriage therapist. We have decided to try and work together bringing you this podcast. We know from experience that relationships aren't perfect, far from it. And Amy has worked with hundreds of couples in a large private practice in Texas you can get those sparks of flying with some tips and tricks we've learned by making a lot of marriage mistakes and from all of amy's professional work with couples hey you should be married to a marriage therapist so you want to have a marriage on fire here we go Hey there, how are you? Welcome to 2020. This is Amy and I am so glad you're here with me today on the podcast Marriage on Fire. And we're going to talk about a few things getting started in 2020. Everybody's talking about new year, new you. But I hate that. Honestly, new year, new You. Why can't you be new year, new you, new day, new you, new you, any day that you want. We are constantly In a state of change. And people that don't like change don't like to think of it that way. But honestly, we are in growth all the time. We're always learning, even when we don't want to. We are always moving, hopefully, forward and not staying stuck and backwards. But when we start the new year, I think it is a great time to look at you. So while I am all about the marriage, the marriage cannot be healthy if you are not healthy. And I mean that in the most loving way, but almost every couple I see has some things where they've either brought some things in from a past relationship, their childhood, um, life experiences, traumas. And even if you haven't had that, we have stuff. You are two different people. So you're always going to think differently. But what we do is we try to make our spouse think like us. But That's unrealistic. And in essence, we're kind of asking them to do that every time we have an argument. We're asking them to do it the way we want them to do it. I mean, come on, think about it. You know that's true. You need to know yourself and be the healthiest, best self that you can be in order to have the healthiest, best marriage that you can be. So... As we go forward and talk about this, and I am big on married roommates because I think we get into that habit and just we get into that stage before we even know we are there. But there's one way to pull out is to go back and look at you. So what I want to do today, this is going to be a shorter episode than normal, because I want to give you questions that are actionable, that you can sit and think about. So pause this wherever you're at, because you're going to need a pen and a piece of paper today. This is not one that you can listen to on the go. I mean, You can, but if you want to get the full benefit, I really want you to have a pen and a piece of paper. All right. So here's the things that I want you to do. And mark my words, this is even better. If you take the questions, you do them individually your spouse does them individually, and then you share them. You will come up with patterns of behaviors in your marriage and have an understanding of where your spouse is coming from. This is one of the most powerful exercises I do with couples. And I have never had any of them out of the hundreds of couples that I've worked with go away without multiple light bulb moments. Okay? So, I really want you to think about this. And the more you know about your own inner world and you share that with your spouse, the more profound and rewarding your relationship is going to be. It will truly become on fire. And on fire doesn't mean perfect. It just means that we're doing better most of the days. Because we're going to have conflict is how you handle it. But if you have this understanding of your spouse and where they're coming from, your conflict is going to automatically decrease. Okay, make sure you have enough time to do these questions justice. They are powerful. Try to do this for an uninterrupted stretch where you don't have all your to-dos and your deadlines to meet, emails to send, put every your notifications on do not disturb And really get as candid as you can with yourself, okay? Here we go. Are you ready? What has happened in your life that you're proud of? What have you done in your life that you're proud of? I mean, it could go back to, like me, I won the fourth grade spelling bee. Holy cow. I went to the next level and won it. I went to the one region before the state. And I missed it and made third on the word possum because who knew they put an O in front of possum? I mean, come on. But I'm still proud that I did that because I worked really hard to do it. I'm proud of other things going on into my adult life. So don't be afraid to go back. So that was question one. What has happened in your life that you're particularly proud of? How have those successes shaped your life? How have they affected you? How do you think of yourself when you think of your successes? How have they influenced your goals and the things that you've strived for? Okay, I want you to think about that. Now, what does pride have to do with this? Question three, are you feeling proud of yourself? Being praised, expressing praise for others? How does that play a role in your life? How does being proud of yourself play a role? How does being praised play a role? How does expressing praise for others play a role? Did your parents show you they were proud of you when you were a child? If so, how? How have other people responded to your accomplishments? Who tells you they're proud of you? Wow, that's a lot of questions in question three, right? You may have to pause. You may have to go back. You may have to rewind. But I really, really want you to think about these things. Okay? How did your parents show you they loved you? How did they show it? Were they affectionate? Were they standoffish? Was it openly expressed? If not, what are the effects on your marriage if affection and emotion was not openly taken and given with your parents? How is that impacting your marriage? Because for me, I know it impacts my marriage greatly. I could not handle a lot of affection and emotion coming at me in the beginning because I wasn't healthy and I didn't know how to accept it or receive it. I always thought of it as a manipulation and that's the way I was raised as a young child in a household that I was in where it was not given. It was absolutely taken. So I want you to really think about that. Now, what role Do all of the pride and the successes and the people that have praised you or not praised you and the way affection has been showed to you or not, how does that play a role in your marriage? So when you're striving to have a marriage on fire, what is it you want your partner to know and understand about these things with you? Your past, present, and future plans. How do you show pride in one another? So in this section of your praises for yourself, how do you want your partner to respond? And what is it you need them to understand about you? Whether that's positive or negative, I want you to let them know when you're done with this section. All right, now we're gonna move on to the things that have hurt us because this is the part where nobody wants to look at it, but ultimately it is the part we need to look at okay so what difficult things periods of times events significant trauma if you've had it losses disappointments trials tribulations periods of stress and despair hopelessness loneliness when have you experienced these jot them down You don't have to sit there and tell your whole life story. You can make bullet points if that's who you are, but get something down on the paper and start kind of doing a timeline of the first five to 10 that pop in your head. Which ones are the most significant? You need to also include any deep traumas that you've had as a child or an adult. So harmful relationships, humiliating events, even abuse, molestation, Anything, you need to make sure that you have those down because those really impact relationships. So after you've done that, take a moment. That was hard. That was hard going through that. I know it was. So the next question, have you survived the trauma? Has there been lasting effects on you? How do you strengthen and heal yourself? Have you restored yourself? Do you still have work to do? How do you protect yourself against these things happening again? What are you doing? What behaviors to protect yourself? And I will tell you, I protected myself by getting angry. So if I had unwanted emotions or I had to be vulnerable, I was not about ready to show that. I showed it in anger for many years because I wanted to shut it down. That was the behavior that I held. Next, how do these injuries and hurts and the ways you protect and heal yourself affect your marriage today? What do you want your partner to know and understand about these parts of your life? Okay, this was a hard one too. You can do these in bits and pieces, but please be intentional about taking the time to go through these. This thing right here, even if it's vulnerable and you're not in a place with your spouse to do that, you're speaking from your perspective, not what they have done or not done to you. Right. So this is about you. So when you share it from a place of you with your partner, then that's where the healing and understanding can come from. This is not a time to attack, not a time to say you did this to me or you don't do this for me. This is a time to worry about only you and heal you. If you're not in a marriage where you feel comfortable sharing this, it is okay. Go ahead and do this exercise anyway, because you need to know you. And these are questions that you need to think about, okay? The next section is about your emotional world. And in this, I want to know, how did your family express the following when you were a child? How did they express happiness, fear, sadness, affection, anger? interest in one another, pride in one another, how did your family express each of those things as a child? After you get that down, I want you to think about this. During your childhood, did your family have to cope with particular emotional problem, such as fighting and aggression between parents, mental illness, depressed parents, a wounded parent that didn't know how to handle things? And what impact does that have on your marriage and your other close relationships, friendships, your relationship with your parents, your siblings, your children? And next, what's your philosophy about expressing feelings, particularly sadness, anger, fear, pride, love? Are they difficult for you to express or to hear your spouse express them? And what's the basis of your perspective of this? Sometimes it's difficult for us, especially in this exercise, to hear our spouse talk about their emotions if you're not comfortable with emotion, right? If you have trouble naming emotions with emotion words, you're not comfortable with emotion. It's okay. You can learn that. That's a learned skill. But be aware of the dynamic if you're not comfortable with your spouse coming. What are you doing to shut that down? And lastly, What differences exist between you and your spouse when expressing emotion? My husband, for instance, turns very quiet and withdraws. I tended to be aggressive, but even now I want to talk about it. I mean, of course, I'm a marriage therapist, so talking about it is the way to go, right? He still doesn't really want to talk about it. Now he has because he knows his withdrawal makes me spin and hits my childhood wounds and I don't handle it very well. So he's learned to come out and start talking about things. I've learned to make it a safer space for him. Okay, this can be done and it is a common problem in marriage and especially with married roommates, that dynamic right there. So that is why I'm on a mission to teach about that. So for the last thing in this section, what differences exist between you and your spouse in expressing emotion? And what are the implications and the impact of these differences for you? Then what do you want your spouse to know and understand from this section? Okay. The next section we're going to go on to is your legacy. Now, I want you to imagine you're standing in a graveyard. You're looking at your tombstone. Now write your epitaph you would like to see there. Begin with the words, here lies. What do you want your stone to say? Next, I want you to write your own obituary. It does not have to be brief. What do you want people to think of your life to remember you? Wow, that's tough. I really want you to do these two things. They're powerful. Now, when you're ready, I want you to write a mission statement for your life. What's your purpose? What's your meaning? What are you trying to accomplish? What's your larger struggle? And if you don't know, that's okay. Just get something on paper. The first thing that comes to your head, you do not have to overthink these exercises. Just start getting it down. What legacy do you want to leave the people that love you? What do you want to leave when you die? Because there's only one path to everything in this life. There is only one sure, we are gonna die. And I don't wanna be morbid and I don't wanna be a Debbie Downer, but every road, every path you choose leads to that ending. So make it your best life. What significant goals have you not yet realized? Oh my gosh, I have a ton. But think about it. Did you wanna learn to play the piano? Do you wanna climb a mountain? Do you wanna learn how to relax? I mean, We've all got things. They don't have to be huge, big things. They could be small things. Do you want to learn how to be more loving? Do you want to sit with God more? What are the things that you're not doing now that you wish you did? And then our next section is, who do I want to become? And this is the final questions. Are you tired of my questions? But aren't they so good? They are so good. I want you to reflect on everything you have just written. We are all on a path to becoming the person we most want to be. And it is a constant cycle and growth. You can go forward, you can be stuck, you can stay in the past. But what our ultimate desire is for almost every person in this world, and I'd venture to say every person is, to grow and become better at whatever that is. But we all have demons to fight and overcome. And that's what keeps us stuck. So here's what I want you to think. I want you to think about not the circumstances that are keeping you stuck or held back, but what type of person do you want to be? Who do you want to become? Then how can you help yourself become that person? Don't be scared to dream about this. What have you already experienced in trying to become that person? Have you struggled? Have you had successes? And what demons have you had to fight or you're still fighting, right? Some of our demons are lifelong fights. Have you denied yourself any type of dream or have you failed to develop a dream just because it's hard for you to look forward and think that you might be a failure at it? Because I think failure is just a stepping stone to learning. That's all it is. Failure is a learning. And just because you fail at something does not make you a failure. Sink that in. Just because something fails that you've done does not make you a failure. Do not equate that. You're not a failure. You're a human being. You're not a failure. Nobody goes around and said, oh, look at him. That's that failure over there. No, you are a human being, period. Now, what do you want your life to be like in five years? And what is the story of the kind of person you would like to be? Write the story of the kind of person you would like to be. Take it outside yourself if you need to. But I want you to really sit and reflect on these. These questions are phenomenal. Dig deep, people. I promise you, this work and this exercise and the few hours it's going to take you, if it even takes that long to get through it, are going to be some of the most powerful things you do. And it's even more powerful if you do it with your spouse. So I really want to hear from you on this exercise. You can email me directly at hello at amywine.com. You can go to amywine.com and find out about working with me one-on-one. You can go there and find out about getting on the waiting list for our newest course that's going to be coming out. It's going to be called Spark, and it's going from married roommates to a marriage on fire. So we also have a link to five keys to your marriage on fire. 20 minutes to give you five ways that you can change your marriage. And that is going to go through Valentine's Day. So that is a free online mini course. I know you're going to want the link. So get on there and get it. Talk to you soon. Our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show just so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. I read each and every one of them. You can find all the links and information mentioned in this podcast episode at www.amywine.com slash podcast. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram at the Amy Wine and let me know what you took away from this episode or what you would love for me to talk about in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you here again next week on Marriage on Fire. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV, and we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges from reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection. We're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership that you both deserve. On Thrive Live TV, you're gonna find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you. need. Are you ready to up-level your marriage? Visit thrivelifetv.com And let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.